Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Uh, just recorded an episode. Recorded Nerds Love episode. Oh, yeah. oh jinx. Uh, now we can talk, right? This is so why we're such great co-hosts, because we just, our brains are synced up nearly perfectly. It's still a Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Starkis, PhD. You can find her at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. How's the weather your way? It's nice. It's probably in the 50s right now. 59. Yep. Wow. It's, it's been a little rainy and a little, a little cold. Okay. But not as cold as where you're at. Yeah, it's gotten even colder. It was 4 degrees uh celsius or 38 fahrenheit now it's three degrees celsius 38 fahrenheit so we're we're slowly dipping down but that's what blankets are for yeah i mean it always made sense to me that like celsius zero is freezing right like that makes so much more sense to me than fahrenheit i mean i just maybe i'm just biased but i do feel like celsius just makes more sense it does just like meters make more sense and kilometers make more sense because like like i I can tell you how far like a meter is but i cannot tell you you know like I can tell you how far kilometers, but I can't. And and I was raised in the U.S. system, mm-hmm. and I can still tell you better how, how long kilometer is versus a mile. Right. Well, I just always feel like you know, if somebody tells me like, "Oh, it's ten degrees Celsius," I'm like, "Okay, I can imagine what that is in my head." But somebody tells me like, "Right, oh, sixty degrees Fahrenheit," I'm like, "I have no idea." But I think it's because mm-hmm. like it ex- Celsius exists more on that. Yeah, zero as Absolute. like yeah right. like zero we know is freezing so and a uh, hundred is boiling right yeah Isn't, so okay. it just kind of makes more sense at least in my opinion and i'm sure if you got mm-hmm. raised on fahrenheit you know it makes sense too but you know i, well, know. I was raised on fahrenheit and still makes more sense that zero is freezing and a hundred is boiling like that just yeah it's like zero or a hundred you know what i mean yeah. like it's just kind of the way it is well, like if somebody says like oh it's 40 degrees celsius i'm like that's hot that's very hot right yeah 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 someone but then someone says oh it's 100 fahrenheit i'm like is that hot like like we'll see i think maybe i'm i'm bilingual with the with the temperature because i'm like that's hot yeah but um but yeah like but i can't explain the kilometer i think when i was in canada i think it made like i could i could estimate a kilometer but i'm like a mile like a kilometer is what is it three point something or the whole yard mile thing it's really hard to estimate how much a mile is, but a mm-hmm. kilometer, you're like, you know what it is. I can't even explain that, but it just makes more sense. Yeah. There's there's more of an absolute structure to it, I think. Yeah. And I have no idea what exactly that means, but I know what it feels like. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, we're here to talk about Google we'll Girls. I imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. I imagine that uh, Rory would probably know both Fahrenheit and Celsius. 
I yeah, mean, but they don't really get into Imperial versus Metric in this, which is really unfortunate because I think they could do a whole episode on that, just like riff on the whole thing. But, you know, we mm-hmm. can dream. Maybe in the revival, the second season yeah. revival. I'm excited to watch the revival again. Um, it'll be interesting, though. It? Sorry? Are they filming it yet? Oh, no. There's just the one revival, which was like 2018 oh, or something okay. like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's not, there hasn't been a new revival Oh, you know, oh, just that that Lauren Graham has in her contracts that she can get out for Gilmore Girls whenever they. I film, I, think, I don't want to hedge all my bets yet, but I'm hoping to get an opportunity to interview the cast and crew of um, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because oh that'd be fun. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask them when's my second Gilmore Girls revival coming. I need it. Oh yeah, because because Amy Sherman had the most part of that. Yeah, and. Yep. Yeah, I was also. Um, I, I was just kind of like, I was, like, they go, "Oh, here's the new season to review of," and I'm like, "Can I interview?" I mean, I'll ask them questions about Marvelous Miss Maisel, but I also I do want to just be like, "Let's get down to brass tacks." When Throw do I get my second <laughs> season of the revival? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it yeah, just, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. Hmm? No, I think the last we heard was that they said that. Um, there's basically a clause in Lauren Graham's contract that whatever she's doing, she has to stop to work on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like they'll do it, but like, keep in mind too, mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls ended around like 2008, 2009, and we got the revival in like 2017, mm-hmm. 2018. So, I mean, they waited a mm-hmm. long time before they did it. Which was supposed to be the, te- it was supposed to be like what Amy Sherman Pound would have written as the 10 year follow up. Right, yeah. so it was off a little bit time wise. I have a um, feeling it might be it, just as long of a wait for the new one. Unfortunately, oh, maybe yeah. Well, because because uh, well, um, Alexis Bledel's busy with hand Handmaid's Tale, right? Yeah, is that what she's in? Yeah, yeah. I also too. I I mean, we'll talk about this when we talk about that revival. But I think there are some story aspects to that that just make sense for it to take place. 10 years after when the revival came out, which was like mm-hmm. 2017, 2018, something like that. So mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that because I, that's more of my personal speculation, but I do think there's mm-hmm. a little bit to that. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so good. Time. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Not it's 10 years. But it's supposed to be like the seventh. It was, it was going to be what Amy Sherman Poundian would have written for the seventh season because she was yes. not part of the seventh season. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Not I mean, that it's, she right, got right, her yeah. ending, which, some people like right. and some people don't like. We'll talk about that when we talk about right. the revival. When we get there. Yep. Um, but yeah, so good talk. That's uh, episode 16 of season five and the one we're talking about this week. And uh, I like this episode, I think. I think mm-hmm. the reason I like it is that uh, there was some good progress on the storyline of uh, like Luke mm-hmm. and Lorelai and all that. And I think, too, it was uh, we also... I mean, we did get some stuff that I wasn't a big fan of, which mainly has to do with Zach. But, uh, you know, I think I think I've made mention just how much I just don't like Zach. Like, right. he's just yeah. He said something in this episode that I'm, I'm like totally done with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go after Peter Gabriel, I'm not going to be happy with your character. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, too, if you're like being pushy about sex then that's also like he's like i made a nice meal which i'm like 
dude, you got ragu and you put like some added spices in there. That's like not... well, for Zach, that's like the pinnacle of fine dining. So... I I got so upset about that because I'm like, you didn't make it from scratch, and it's not like making a bolognese sauce is the hardest thing to make from scratch. I mean, some people might say it is, but mm-hmm. I, I I would argue otherwise. But I like I like it. You just get the the minutia of like he didn't even make like a bolognese. He didn't make a. He didn't even. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. If I have a date over and I'm wanting to have sex with them, I'm not going to make a sauce with ragu. I would you're, make you're a... pulling You're pulling out a can of crushed tomatoes, damn it. Yeah, like, I'm I'm hardcore making that sauce from scratch, and it's going to taste amazing. Like, real Italian, like, what is it, San Marino tomatoes? What's the really good tomato for sauce? San Marzano tomatoes, yeah. Marzano, thank you, thank you, yeah, yeah. You're like you're like this is worth getting a can of. I I kind of wish for. Lane was like Regu. Well, I was actually gonna have sex with you, but after that, no, like you're on your own. Um, but yeah, no, that that was just very strange. Um, or yeah. the fact that that Lane is willing to have him criticize Peter Gabriel, like he criticized Peter Gabriel's appearance, and you would think that that Lane, who is really into music, would not be good with somebody criticizing peter gabriel so i thought that was a little interesting too i mean I considering don't know. you know how many music acts that he's inspired i don't know that much about peter gabriel, gabriel but like i don't think he's mm-hmm. that bad looking of a guy at least from what i know peter gabriel's good looking and not only because i really like his music but it was such a weird thing to comment on yeah well it's also sack so right that's true for the course. We, we gotta we gotta keep this in mind that this is also zach it is so. zach yeah that's true um yeah so but let's let's maybe dart towards the beginning of the episode because yeah richard and emily are back from their honeymoon and uh rory like she's kind of forced to go to like friday night dinner um but uh lorelei just refuses to go because obviously she's very upset with emily still um mm-hmm. But uh, Rory ends up, like, kind of lashing out at, at uh, Emily. And uh, mm-hmm. she kind of, like, tell, calls her out on her BS, especially with what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is going on with her mom and Luke. Um, you know. Actually, I think we talked about this in the first episode, but now I'm realizing it happened in this episode. But whatever. Say la vie. Um, but, yeah, like, she's talking to Richard, but she's, like, kind of, like, gaslighting or ignoring emily well i said gaslighting but i think i don't know if it was necessarily healthy what rory was doing but rory kind of rory was doing pointed kind of like she was being passive definitely passive aggressive yeah which i don't know how i feel about that 100 percent, but yeah it was I, well I think with it... narcissists you can't win yeah you really can't have an argument with them or have a discussion with them it's just not so maybe she already kind of knew that and knew how they had been treating her mom and figured you know what emily kind of deserves to not be part of this conversation i'm not saying that's right but i think when you're with a narcissist you just do whatever you know is going to get you the least amount of trouble probably also for better for worse it did work like you know Mm -hmm. emily did later go and talk to luke so i mean say what you will about Rory's methods, but I think it shows that she understands Emily and, and her mom and Richard far more than any of them understand each other. I mean, maybe save for, mm-hmm. save for 
uh, Richard and Emily, but she understands them all, and she's kind of able to play them all in a way that, you know, like, she's kind of starting to be a bit bit manipulative in a way, and I don't want to say that mm-hmm. necessarily 100% in a bad way, but, like, yeah, it's just a little interesting that, like, she seems to know how to play them to her whatever game right. that she wants. Um, like you Well, see- we also saw that with Dean, where she was blaming um, Lindsay for Dean cheating with her. Yeah. And Lorelai was like, basically like, don't blame the wife for your behavior. Just don't do it. Because you can already see that she was kind of starting to do that thing of, well, you know, Dean wasn't happy and stuff. So we've seen shades of that. But this is kind of kicking it up a notch, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Emily gets uh, quite upset over Rory's outburst. Um, and uh, we're going to see more that, like, Luke is just totally miserable without Lorelai. Um, like, he's in a mood. He's, like, I don't know, he's, like, burning food. He's throwing people out. It literally threw a personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... We also have a little bit of Lane and Zach. They're having a date night. And, uh, yeah, we talked about the date night, but, like, that ragu was an offense to old culinary things. And I was just like, really? Really, Zach? He's like, mm-hmm. I threw the spaghetti against the wall, so that's how you know it's done. And I'm like, do people actually do that? I don't think people do that. That seems... I remember people doing it in college. That makes, sense. Like, that's that a, makes sense. That's like a, a thing? College thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. just like I don't. Know, it's just well, like, I guess that fits with Zach. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Like you're you're gonna get like starch and stuff all over your walls. Like just don't do that, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Lane basically tells Zach that she's waiting till she gets married, and she's not fully convinced that that's what she wants to do. But you know, I think uh, where they go, where they go with that story will be interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, you can see how deep that kind of parent messaging goes too. I mean, that's the perfect example where Lane goes, "I can't do it until I'm married," and then she realized that she was repeating what her mom said, not what she actually wanted. When she goes and up it says to, her, to mom, her mom, "Yeah, yeah," and says like, "You're in my, you're in my head all the time. Are you happy?" And instead, of Mrs. Kim going, "Yeah," she's like, "What? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about?" Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff runs deep though you know like whatever you're told about it, especially like sex things about money yeah yeah those things that that really become like big issues in relationships sometimes you you already are prepackaged with what you've been taught about those things so i think you can see that with lane that that all of a sudden is cropping up because yeah. i it sounds like that's been repeated a lot in her household and and i my favorite quote of hers was like any skill level is a sin <laughs> you know, to her yeah. mom. I thought that was great. Any skill levels a sin. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then yeah, Emily pays a visit to Luke at the diner and basically, like, admits that it was her doing that got them broken up and basically. But still, still criticizes him. Yeah. Like she still can't be totally nice. Yeah, so I don't know. That felt a little weird, but again, totally typical of Emily. So not that far. It was a non-apology apology. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, essentially, he kind of tells Luke like, 
go um, go make up with uh, Lorelai. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to remember, did, at the end of this episode, do they make up? I feel like they do. Yeah, I think they yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, because I think that was the end of the episode. I couldn't remember if it was like early in the next episode or late in this one that they. Oh, actually, it might have been. It might have been in the next. I think they they got back together at the end of this episode. But then you really saw the the start of that in the next episode because they have their first date and the well their date back together next episode. So yeah, they get they they kiss at the end of this episode because I, yeah. I do mm-hmm. remember that was like a great moment of uh, Luke just kind of going up to her and kissing her. That was great. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, what was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? I like uh, Lorelai and um, Luke. Didn't really like um, Sookie. So, so I didn't really get this whole thing of why Sookie was so into pressuring Lorelai to do something and to go out. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that I, that too. And so I, it's probably not Melissa McCarthy's acting at all. It's, yeah, it's just more like the character. I was like, what is your problem that you can't just let your friend be? That, yeah. that, you know, people heal in different ways. It's one thing to say, you know what, Lorelai, I'm a little concerned because you've been, you know, at home and stuff. It's another thing to constantly push her. And I think that that, whoever writes Sookie's lines, I mean, I think sometimes they push it into being obnoxious. Um, because it wound up being that, you know, <laughs> Lorelai says, well, how about we, fine, if you want to do something, how about we do this, this, and this. And, Laurel, and Sookie came up with a reason on why it wouldn't be very fun for her. So they wound up not doing anything, and I don't know if that was the whole point, but I really, Sookie was just, like, over the top, and I mean, she's she's written to be over the top, yeah. and I was like, come on. Like, it's it just like, really? You, why do you have an issue with what she's doing? That she's yeah. not going out. It felt like it was done for business. And also, too, like, right. Lorelai is closer to 40 now than 30. Like, is she going to go to a club? Like, not to age shape or anything like that but it's just the reality is is like you know probably... we're talking about now that we're older we we sometimes we just want to stay home <laughs> yeah well exactly that's why i'm like you know it felt weird that she's like let's go out to a club or something i'm like what do you I'm like no like you seem so out right. of touch and i don't mean that to be an ageist right. thing i mean i'm like almost mid-30s so no but i think the clearest thing is like just that that lorelei was saying no and sookie kept pushing it yeah so, um, yeah, let's, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. So, uh, Suki was your least favorite performance. Least favorite. Yeah. Who's your favorite? What about you? Oh yeah. And, and, and Zach was also my least favorite. Cause I don't like Zach. Uh, best were Luke and Lorelai. Okay. Just for the fact that I just thought they had a good performance. I can't think of anything particular, but, um, I'll say my least they favorite. Did a good job too. Oh, go ahead. Uh, least favorite is probably Zach. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I still don't get what Lane sees in him, but yeah, it was right. bizarre. Uh, and then least favorite. Oh man. Um, I don't I, I didn't really find Emily as up to snuff as normally she is. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Like, yeah, the talk with her and, um, her and Luke was okay, but like I felt like it was this big moment where like maybe they could have had had a little bit of respect for each other, but it's just how she was performing mm-hmm. it, and I, I think it, a lot of it was how it was written. Just didn't seem really that great. Right. So, no, 
seemed like a bit of a wasted moment to not have. She seemed like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. It just, I think they could have used that moment to have her and Luke bond a bit more, and they didn't. So. Right. It seemed like she. It seems like the way she's been written lately. It. She seems like a cliche. Yeah. You know, like Daniel Paladino said, "Oh, she's just a bitch," and we're like, "No, she's much more, you know, nuanced than that." Yeah. Um, she's become a caricature lately, mm-hmm. and I don't think that does the actress or the character a service. Yeah. But you know, there are people that act like that. So. Yeah. Uh, also, too, I'll say as a runner-up, Rory, because her ordering her coffee was just obnoxious, and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think they're starting to be like, yeah, she's pretty pretentious, but I don't know. It's just how that went was just I don't know. I didn't like that scene yeah. overly. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Favorite reference from this episode. Um. I liked. Uh. What I read. Well, the Peter Gabriel, I just want to say, like, Peter Gabriel, that was not appropriate to criticize Peter Gabriel because I really like Peter Gabriel. Um, so I think that was just, I just want to mention that as the, I think that overshadowed any other reference. Was, yeah. was, come on, Zach. And that, that again, that, that uh, Lane was just kind of like breeze past out. Like, you know, he didn't just criticize one of the founding people of Top Slash Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Or um or uh Lorelai says, you know, oh, until Oprah gets mad at beef again. And what that's about is Oprah Winfrey said something about beef on her show and the National Cattlemen's Association, I think is the proper name, they sued her in court for for slander or libel. Oh uh, because they felt that they had lost sales of beef because of what Oprah said. And I can't remember exactly what she said. But, you know, she has a lot of power. Whatever she touches, you know, like whatever book she names as book of the month or whatever, it will, be, it will become a bestseller. So she said something about beef. And I can't remember the outcome of the um, court thing, but but it is how she met Dr. Phil because Dr. Phil was an expert at the trial, I believe. And so that's how she met him. Um, and he wound up, you know, eventually getting his own show, which, which, by the way, he's not a licensed psychologist. He does not have a license to practice. Oh, so, well, there you go. Well, interesting side note. So that, yeah, so that went down a Dr. Phil rabbit hole. But, uh, yeah, so that's what she means about Oprah getting mad at beef again. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think uh, my favorite reference was a bit more, um, you know, I think the pre- Peter Great Gabriel one was a little, little odd, but. It's uh, about his appearance. It's like he aged (laughs) yeah it happens to all of us well exactly yeah i think he looks good so yeah um i did like the stars born references throughout this episode which were just numerous oh yeah almost to the point where i'm oh yeah paid to reference this there was also like the netflix one so she netflixed all three of them if you're confused as to why she's saying i netflix them it's because Netflix used to be able to get the DVDs mailed to you before they did yeah. streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what she means that she got all three DVDs. I'm assuming that's what it meant. So. Yeah. So that's right. what she meant. I Netflix all three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's um, see here. Favorite quote. I mean, the line that Emily, like with her and Luke was great. I mean, I won't say it verbatim, but I just like that whole mm-hmm. dialogue exchange. Again, it didn't feel 
fully as utilized as it could have been. I think they could have done more with that scene, mm-hmm. but I did overall like it. I mean, it was still pretty good. All things considered. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like lanes. Any skill level is a sin. <laughs> that was a good one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. I think, uh, behind the scenes trivia for this episode, um, when, uh, well, Lorelai is, uh, sitting around and Luke shows up at the door. Uh, she's watching the Judy Garland version of A Star is Born. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, true to her word, she's watching A Star is Born because she got all of them from Netflix. Imagine now if people like had to like order DVDs or Blu-rays through Netflix. I think hey, back just... then you didn't you didn't know any different. Yeah, I don't think I've, we ever had that service up here in Canada. So, or or back in the day you had to wait till it was on TV. I mean, imagine that. Oh yeah, that's how I've watched a lot of movies when I was in the nineties. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you just turn on the TV and you watch a bunch of movies. So. Or in the 80s, you had to, like, you know, we got cable, like, in the, what, like, early, mid-80s, no, it was, like, 82, I think. And HBO, it was, like, maybe it'll be on HBO. You know, like, that was, like, the thing. is like, that's where you saw the, because those didn't have commercials, and that was, like, the super coolest. But, yeah, but otherwise, we had, like, three stations. That was it. Maybe four. Okay. And, you know, and then at, like, night, they would have, like, the, the screen that came on, and went, boop. And it was just like a Technicolor, like just like a little rainbow of colors. Mm. And then it wouldn't turn on until the next morning. Okay. So I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah. But HBO was like, woo, they're going to show a thing. And it still was some, of, it wasn't like all original programming like it is now. You know, it was like yeah. stuff that came out like a little bit before it was already in the movie theater or something. But I remember that was like the thing. But yeah, so you would order... You would get, and, and for a while they had a system where you would do the streaming and you could also still order DVDs. That's how it was when I first signed up for Netflix. You could still get the DVDs, even though they did streaming. That's funny. I wonder if they, st- I wonder if when they actually stopped doing DVDs. Yeah, that's a good Because question. it wasn't that long ago. No. I'm going to, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to Google it. Google, when did Netflix stop sending out DVDs? Uh, oh, 2011. Oh, there you go. 2011. In 2011, Netflix spun off its DVD selection from its primary platform, eventually establishing streaming on demand as the status quo. Netflix promised to continue mailing out DVDs, but with a catch. Yeah. Oh, so you so she so let me let me ask. So you asked Siri. I'm gonna ask Alexa. Okay. Hey Alexa. When did Netflix stop mailing out DVDs? Here's something I found on the web. According to CNBC.com, in July 2011, Netflix split the legacy DVD mailing business from its streaming service. Did that answer your question? Yes. There we go. So she even gave us a month. There you go. I don't know why I said, hey, Alexa, because you, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you again. Um, Just ignore that. So, uh, yeah, so you say, hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. And do you know sometimes Alexa will answer to that? But now I say, hey, Alexa, even though I just need to say your name. And I keep calling her. And I'm, I apologize, Alexa. I did not mean to. All right, I just did it again. I'm just going to put her on mute. There we go. <laughs> um, any mental health observations from this episode? 
Yeah, you know, you have Lorelai saying um, uh, she doesn't want to... I, I like the part where she kept hanging up on, on her mom. And then she talks to her dad, and then um, she says something like, um, I don't have any issue with dad. Mm. And, and I was thinking, but maybe you should, because, you know, here's the thing. It's like he's enabling her behavior. And we see this even more in the next episode, that he knows full well why she did what she did. Mm-hmm. You know, they basically agree on the fact that 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 Emily Emily says in the next episode, you know, she and she said this before in other episodes that she knows what's best for Lorelai. Lorelai doesn't. And yeah. Richard agrees with her. So when Lorelai says, well, that she doesn't have any issues with her dad, I'm thinking, well, maybe he should. Why is he getting off the hook? Yeah. When he is enabling the behavior and condoning it. And I think that's something that we need to look at is that sometimes it's not just a narcissistic parent that does damage, it's the enabling parent that allows it to continue and doesn't stand up for people. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's time to rate this episode. What would you give this episode a score of? A six. It was okay. Yeah. Kind of mean. It's okay. I, there is some stuff I like about it, but I think it's definitely not as... I don't think it's fully as realize as it could be like mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot more they could have done with like the luke and emily stuff um, they really whiffed on that i mean that could have been something really good oh yeah like could have brought a little humanity to her i hmm? kind of knew roughly the gist of that scene going because i've seen it before but like to watch it oh, okay. and i was like oh cool yeah we got the scene with emily and luke and like this is their first time really without um lorelei around that they can really just talk and yeah, it's just like, oh, it's not that exciting. I thought there's gonna be some kind of redemption arc to Emily, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I think we, like it would I mean, have been was... great to like get more of why she just doesn't like Luke. Like even just something as simple right. as that. Like, what does she have against Luke? But like, like something in her family history, like something, yeah, yeah. like you know, some of the stuff goes back to you know, like your family and stuff, and yeah, like they just went for kind of like the easy route, which is. Krabby, Krabby, Krabby. Okay, go back to her. Krabby, Krabby, Krabby. Like, it was really easy to write that. And I think it would have been good if there was a little more subtlety to it or a little more humanity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, narcissists, this is some a lot of times how they act. So yeah. it might have been spot on for that. It was disappointing, but also, you know, sometimes people behave in disappointing ways. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um... Oh. Yeah, I don't think I gave this episode a score. Uh, I kind of want to just give it a six as well. I know I gave the last one a six, but mm. I'm going to give this one a six too. Because I think there's... You can do two six in a row. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Six. Because okay. it's okay. There you go. It's okay. It's all right. It yeah. kind of bleeds into the last episode. Yeah. I think too, like, I don't know. If I, I've kind of felt this before, but I, I see a lot of similarities between Logan and Christopher. Yeah, they even kind of look alike to me. Yeah, but like even like they have this like they're born it's into Marty. money, but like you can Marty. tell they're they they kind of seemingly like don't like that they're kind of born into money. They resent it, but they still benefit from it. Yeah, which uh, it's in like, a big way. Yeah, so but we'll talk more about that more I'm sure because I think there is a lot to it like I think that's something I've always kind of thought of the show is that I think mm-hmm. Logan is very similar to Christopher in a lot of ways so yep 
but um, we can unpack it even more next episode yeah uh well you can find steph over at stephaniesarkis.com gaslighting is her book and talking brains is her other podcast and i'm over at threegrinners.com where almost every other day we've got new content going up and with that said we'll see you all next time bye for now bye